everybody. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the latest episode of Soaring to New Heights, where we discuss global experiences with faculty, staff, and students here at Boston College. I'm here today with men who studied abroad, and I'm particularly excited because I've, I've talked to a few students who have studied abroad on this podcast, but actually never a student who has studied abroad outside of Europe. Oh, wow. um, and so I'm interested in both your experience and how that kind of co- connects to the, the larger BC experience, um, because it's not the majority of students that go to, to outside of Europe. Um, but I want to I wanna give you a second to introduce yourself um, to everybody and talk a little bit more about where you studied abroad. Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Min Kim. I am a senior at BC studying math. Um, I am also part of the Boston Navy ROTC. And last spring, I went back to Korea and studied at Seogang University for a semester. Uh, I took two math classes and a few Korean history classes and a Korean language class as well. Well, well, Why did you say you went back to Korea? What does that mean? Um, So I was originally born Mm -hmm. in South Korea. I, I was born and raised in Korea for 12 years, 11, 12 years. And my parents decided to move to uh, to the states when I was like maybe fifth and sixth grade hmm. yearish. Um, so we moved to Seattle, Washington. I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school out there, and then flew out to Boston area for yeah. college experience. So you you grew up. You did most of, or it sounds like all of your education here in the United States, but mm-hmm. you were born. Do, do you have strong memories of um, of Korea before going back? Oh, absolutely. Um, I am the oldest out of, I have two younger brothers. They really don't have um, much memories or mm-hmm. experiences that they can remember from South Korea, but I still have friends that I still talk to yeah. on a daily basis or back in South Korea. Um, I feel more comfortable hmm. speaking Korean than English. Really? Yes. That's interesting. What, what, why is that? I guess when I first moved here, I did not speak any English. Mm-hmm. And I had a very hard time learning and trying to put myself into, you know, the friend group or yeah. like you know people at my school at yeah. the time like it took me a while so i never really had a great experience mm. um, back in middle school mm-hmm. or elementary school high school was much better but yeah elementary school and middle school i i was doing everything by myself most of the time mm. and, and a lot of that you felt it goes back to like a language barrier language barrier absolutely absolutely so, so even though you did the vast majority of your education here in the U.S., presumably in English, you've been you, you've been able to maintain your your Korean language skills from childhood. Mm-hmm. That's correct. When you studied abroad, um, were your classes in Korean? I took two classes in Korean, mm-hmm. and I took a total of six classes. Yeah. 
Both my math classes were English. Two Korean history classes were English. One Korean history was in Korean. Hmm. And then the Korean language class, the upper level Korean language class was also in Korean. What was it like? Who were your classmates? Were, were, there, were they students from Korea? Were they other U.S. students or other international students, students from outside of Korea taking these classes? So all the courses that were taught in English were mostly exchange students. Hmm. Like fifth, I, I guess most like it, it was 50% exchange students, 50% Korean students who go to Sogang University that that want to learn, you know, college materials in English, hmm. and um, classes that were taught in Korean were international students, mm -hmm. but they go to Sogang University for four years, so it's not they're not exchange students. Um, yeah, they come they came to Sogang University to learn Korean for yeah. four years. Yes. Well. Did you notice any distinction in those classes? Because the makeup sounds like in some of the classes it could have been very different. Some are students who were there to get a degree and, and, and they're, they're living in Korea and that's their plan. Other students are exchange students um, who are just there for a little bit. Did, did you feel different in some of your classes versus the others? Unfortunately, no. And I think that's because Five out of my six classes were online. Uh, yeah, it was over Zoom, so uh -huh. I couldn't really tell the difference. I couldn't really, if I was, if everything was in person, then I would have definitely like noticed something well, different. Now your your classes are on Zoom, even though you 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 were physically in South Korea. That's correct. How, how did that happen? Interestingly, Sogong University was offering all the courses that are taught in English um, over Zoom. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. So, But um, that's why that's why I all, most of my classes were over Zoom and I, I knew some Korean students yeah. uh, were going to like school to go, go to their classes but for uh, exchange students, not really. Not really. Mm. I see. And so I'm, I'm interested in how much of um, your experience being born in Korea influenced the decision for where you want to go, right? You know, students here can rank six different choices right. uh, of, of where they want to go, and they go through the application process. How much of your personal life experience, experience influenced your decision in, in studying abroad in South Korea? I guess there there were two big major reasons that mm -hmm. why, like that made my choice very clear from like freshman year of um, yeah freshman year is that first one was my personal I guess life it has to do with my personal life I'm in Navy ROTC mm -hmm. that means once I graduate college I'm gonna be in the military yeah that means. I probably won't be able to travel around the world by myself mm. doing what I want to do. Um, so I did want to go back to Korea to see my family members yeah. before I joined the military. That was one reason. 
the second reason was that I knew I was pretty fluent in Korean, but that's like at like a daily task, mm-hmm. like daily like conversation kind of stuff. So like I wasn't really used to like a high vocabulary, yeah, like a college level complex like words, yeah. right? So I did want to go to Korea, immerse myself in a Korean university, and trying to challenge myself to learn those like terminology yeah. and like talk in Korean, write essays in Korean, yeah, yeah. read articles in Korean, um, and which I did. So. And, and how was it? I mean, I think that you, you bring up a good point um, that there are often a lot of um, Spanish-speaking uh, U.S. citizens, people people who... Uh, heritage speakers is, is right. a, a term that people will use to discuss. Um, speak people who grow up speaking a, a language at home or even watching TV. But, you know, when it comes to school, they realize sometimes, oh, I never, like, learned how to write <laughs> or read in a more complex way. What was it like for you going from um, kind of what you're saying, like, the Korean that you use on a, on a more daily conversational basis to a more complex um, use of the language? I was, I was like, pretty confident going, mm-hmm. going to Korea. Then it hit me when I had <laughs> to write my first essay uh-huh. that took a very very long time um going back to my freshman year at bc i had a hard time writing essays in english Mm -hmm. i would like jot down my thoughts in korean and trying to like translate that into english Mm. make my bullet points and then write my rough draft whatever but then when i was in korea i was doing the total opposite really i was like I would start like jot downing like my thoughts in Korean and then I would get stuck at one point and I'm like I can't think of a word in Korean uh-huh. and I would just write an English word down <laughs> and then later on I would translate that into Korean so I guess I realized that I was pretty fluent in Korea a uh, Korean until I went to Korea yeah and realized uh maybe not what was the transition like from the beginning of the semester to the end, though? Do you feel like that there was a difference bet- in your Korean level? I guess in terms of, like, reading high-level articles and mm-hmm. writing, you know, essays, like, things like that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was more comfortable, definitely. Yeah. More comfortable. I, Talking-wise, um, probably the same. And also... One fun fact is that I didn't know I had an accent when I spoke in Korean. Apparently, I have an American accent now (laughs) talking in Korean. I didn't realize that until I went to Korea and I was talking to, like, Korean people and they would just ask me right away, are you from America? I'm like, yeah, I'm from America. Really? And they would um, catch my American accent. That's so interesting, and I, I think accents are a good point, right? Because uh, are, are really interesting things. Because you, it's, I mean, you, why would you know? You know, if you if you speak the language on this consistent way, well, it, everybody else around you sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it could be kind of hard to distinguish. But that's funny um, that you that that it was so immediate for right. for Korean people to pick up on. I'm, I'm interested in. Um, what was the process like for you to to when you were choosing universities because there are multiple options that you can choose from um, and, and I don't know 
um, uh, geographically, you know, where you were born versus where you studied, but how did you go about that process? I, so there were two options, mm -hmm. two schools that were in Korea, uh, SNU, Seoul National University, and Saigon University, and I did not really care which school I got into. Mm. I just really wanted to go back to Korea. Yeah. So I put SNU first, Sogong second. I got uh, my second choice. So no hesitations there. I'm like, absolutely, I would 100% go. Like, and how, how was it? How was it going in your second choice? Uh, because I think that sometimes students can think it's my first choice or nothing. Um, you know, I won't have a great experience if I don't get you know my top choice. What was it like for you having gone through your semester um, in and in, in gotten your second choice as opposed to the, the initial one? I really didn't mind mm -hmm. accepting my second choice because like going in I my goal was to study in Korea, not study at a specific university. Mm. So the fact that, you know, I got into a school which was in Korea, like I was on board. And I think that's a good point too, right? That sometimes it's much bigger than like the city or the school. Right. Right. That there there are different places all over the country exactly. that you have a chance to, to study in. Um and and, and I say that because I um, I, I think I told this story here before, but I did the Peace Corps in Indonesia. So I lived in Indonesia for a year and a half, um, but I had no intention <laughs> of ever going there. I wanted to go to Mozambique, um, and it was it was always, I was like, oh, I'm going to live in Africa, I'm going to learn Portuguese, it's going to be great. And Peace Corps called me and was like, actually, we changed our mind, you have to go somewhere else. Wow. Um, and it was so like immediate. They were like, you have to tell us today if you're going to do it or not. Um, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go. And I can't think of my life not having spent time in Indonesia, um, even though I didn't even know where it was before <laughs> they like told me um, that there was an option. So I, I'm always interested um, when and when students talk, kind of talk about um, not always getting their first choice, but realizing how like amazing it was afterwards. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. Um, you said you were, in, you are in ROTC. I am in ROTC. How did that? How, how, what was that like? I mean, how did you? Was was that was that a decision that you made very early on? Um, did you always know that, that that you had intended to go into the military? So I I started ROTC back in high school. Mm -hmm. I, I knew I wanted to do college ROTC. And I, that's why I joined my high school, had junior ROTC. Yeah. So I did junior ROTC throughout four years in high school. Applied for Navy ROTC because my junior ROTC was Navy. Mm. So I only, I didn't even apply for it like Naval Academy, which most ROTC cadets and midshipmen do. I didn't, like, I wanted to go to college. But my main reason was like, I couldn't afford to go to college, mm. and I had two. I have two younger brothers. Yeah. So that's why maybe I should give junior ROTC a try. If I like it, I'm gonna apply for college ROTC scholarship, yeah. which I did. And throughout, like, so my 
initial reason why I joined ROTC was for the money. Mm-hmm. But now I can confidently say that it's much bigger than that. It's absolutely bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I have learned a lot through JROTC and college college uh, ROTC, and I I think. If I were to go back, I wouldn't change anything. I would do the same thing again. Yes. And what was it like, or did you have to take a break from your ROTC responsibilities while you were abroad? Yeah, I didn't do ROTC for mm. a semester. Um, but ROTC does not really, they don't really stop you. Like if you want to go abroad for a semester, uh, especially my unit. My unit was like, absolutely, go ahead. As long as you are on track of graduating on time yeah. and you can fulfill the core credits and your major credits, you can go. So, mm. and I knew that from my freshman year. So I had, you know, degree plan for four years of my college. Like, first thing I did when I got to college was like kind of like making that degree plan yeah so I knew like I was pretty set and I was good to go and what um what was it like because I think that sometimes students are like oh if I leave like there's going to be something that I'm missing right like an ROTC is a big component I imagine it's a big part of your time here on campus what was it like um, having to pause something so significant for you for a semester? I guess I'm like, so I went abroad last semester, mm-hmm. meaning like I just got back yeah. from Korea and I'm, I'm definitely having a hard time, mm. you know, trying to keep up with other ROTC members um, just because I missed out mm. for what, like six months or so on and but at the same time I'm glad I took a break yeah because ROTC is a big commitment yeah and I was just um ongoing mode like 24 7 like school ROTC bed ROTC school ROTC bed you know like and you said you're you know sometimes it could be hard to keep up keep up in what way um right now yeah like just like basic military knowledge uh-huh. or like just proper I, I haven't worn my uniform for yeah. almost a year now so just like getting back to that routine waking up early again mm-hmm. um, I didn't really train while I was enjoying myself yeah. back in Korea so PTY is like keeping up with everyone like and you know just general military knowledge that mm. I just didn't have to think you about. You weren't really working on. But, but have you found your way back? Have you found, like, Absolutely. okay, like, I'm, I'm getting the routine. Like, I know what I'm working myself back into. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, because I took such a long break from ROTC and I was able to um, spend a lot of time with my family members there and then enjoy myself, like, by the end of my uh, study abroad time, like I was ready to come mm. back. I, I was like, I was very motivated to come back and just like 
finish my senior year strong. Yeah. Yes. You, you mentioned your family a few times, actually, and it, it seems like that they're a really big component of your life. Mm-hmm. What was it like um, for them, knowing that you were going to go spend, I mean, I imagine that's the longest amount of time you had been in Korea since you moved. Yeah. What, what was it like for them, knowing that you were going back? Um, they, when they found out, they were very excited. Hmm. Um, and because I, my school was fully online, except for this one class, I did most of my classes at home, traveling to different family members' house here and there throughout, you know, six months in Korea. And it it was good to like to spend time and Korean holidays mm-hmm. in South Korea. Like, probably I s- celebrated Korean New Year's for the first time in 10 years, mm. which was absolutely amazing. But you remember being able to do it as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there things that were different, like, you know, that you might remember as a child and then you come back to Korea and it's kind of like, wow, this is not exactly how I expected things to be or how I remembered things would be? Um, I guess I, I try to go back to my hometown. Uh-huh. And my town was much smaller than I expected. Interesting. You know, like, as a kid, everything looked so big. Yeah. You know, the alleyway, um, the buildings, my elementary school, mm-hmm. they were all so big. I went back, I'm like, holy crap, why are they so small? Like, yeah. it almost feels like they shrunk. Yeah. You know? But other than that, you know, I, I remember I, I love Korean food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to Korea, absolutely A game on every single um, restaurant I went to. What do you to. miss? What do you miss most? And not, not only what do you miss most, um, what is the comparison like between. There are a ton of Korean restaurants, particularly in this part of the city. Um, I'm curious what your comparison is like between what you can get here in Boston, or it's particularly closer to BC, and what it was like going back to Korea. I guess the biggest difference is price. Mm -hmm. It's much cheaper. Everything's much cheaper in Korea. Yeah. Absolutely. And second thing, I guess... A lot of Korean restaurants in around Boston area, they're very Americanized, meaning mm. that it's less spicy for mm. all like spi- for like spicy dishes are supposed to be spicy, uh-huh. but it's not that spicy yeah. in my opinion. And I I personally think I might be wrong. I I I personally think that a lot of dishes are very sweet. Huh. Um Whereas, like, the traditional Korean food aren't that sweet. Yeah. They're very savory and spicy. Um, but I, like, a lot of times when I, whenever I go out to a Korean barbecue place mm-hmm. around Boston area, I end up with, like, you know, very sweet, non-spicy. And it's not what you're looking for. No. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Um. I, 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 before we go, I also wanted to hop into just, I'm interested in what the classes were like. I mean, you had done um, a few semesters here at, at BC uh, and then shifting to a completely different educational system 
Um, and I think you're in a unique situation that your Korean proficiency is high enough to where you can take some of the more complex courses in Korean. What was it like in comparison the classes that you take here or had taken here compared to the classes that you took back um, back in Korea? I guess I was like throughout my semester in Korea, I was comparing my math classes at BC yeah. to math classes at Sogon University because they were both taught in English. Yeah. However, I, I think Sogon University didn't really um, put an emphasis on you know assignments. Everything was, you know, just midterm grade and final grade. That's mm -hmm. it. And similarly, like other classes, like my Korean history classes, um, we didn't have any homework. Mm. It was midterm, final and a final project yeah that's it how was that for you adjusting to that to that shift it was i i was kind of nervous at first yeah because i i was thinking like what if i flunk yeah a midterm like there's no way i can make it up like yeah. homework grades like if i do my homework um then i can make up those like you know low midterm grades what whatever but knowing that there's no homework grade or any other small assignments or attendance mm -hmm. grade. It was very nerve-wracking, but I ended up with decent grades, hmm. um, so it wasn't too bad. I, 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 yeah, I'm always interested because I think that sometimes the, 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 that shift of like, uh, it's not something that you may always be super prepared for. And we try to talk to students about about it because I, I don't know how it, it can be really like daunting and mm -hmm. to be like, wow, I only have like one or two assignments the whole semester and then that's it. Like, how do I prepare? When do I start to study? Right. And I think for, for students who did so much of their education in the United States, um, that's a that's a big change. I think so, yeah. Um, I, I think that we could talk for a long time about about your experience because I, I mean I personally find it super fascinating um, but I, I, I think kind of like I said before I have not interviewed a student yet outside of you who had studied abroad outside of Europe and I think it's really great um, that you know we that we uh, with these opportunities find ways to kind of expand our, our horizons and I think you have a really unique story if you could um, tell a student interested in studying abroad in Korea what would you say? What would I say? Wow, that's a um, I would say take it, don't hesitate mm -hmm. um, and if, you, if, a, if the language barrier is what's holding you back um, that shouldn't deter you from, you know, going abroad in Korea yeah. because um, you can get to any, you can get anywhere in Korea just speaking English. There are a lot of, lot of English speakers out there um, and if you want to try to get away from, if you want to immerse yourself in a culture that is very different from American culture, I think, you know, going to Korea, not just Korea, but like going to a country in Asia is a good way to approach that, yeah. And, and I totally agree. Like I, like I said before, I had no 
thought in my mind um, to to go and spend a significant period of time in Asia. Um, and, and when I came, and, and now I reflect on it often, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what that would have been like without that experience. Right. Um, I'm really happy we were able to talk today, man. Uh, I, I'm so happy that you had a positive experience um, while while you were abroad, and and I'm. I'm really moved by the unique story of you being able to go back to the country where you were born um, for an elongated period of time and reconnect with family um, that you likely had not seen for such a significant period of time. Um, I want to thank you for being here today and, and spending some time to talk to me. And I want to thank everyone listening for, for being able to check out this uh, next episode of Soaring to New Heights. Thanks. And as always, have a great day. Thank you.